Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. I'm joined, as always, by the crew. We got Pops and LJ with us yet again. What's going on, guys? All good. What up, what good up? Good to see y'all. What's up? Good to see y'all, too. I want to say, so I uh, picked Baylor to win the championship, so I knew that was going to happen. I knew a blowout was happening the whole time. That's what I'm going to go with. That's what yeah, I'm sticking course. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, we made it through the we made it through the entire tournament. Uh, the final four. There was one really exciting game. The championship, not quite as exciting. We'll get into all of it in a second. We got and as we mentioned last week, it is Jim Nance week, so you get the perfect come down off of the tournament, which is on the <laughs> true, edge of your seat true. the entire time, and you can't. And you're like, you're like, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Then you get a nice relaxing Masters and the beautiful views true, of Augusta. Man. So it'll be great, but make sure we want to tell you before we get into all that, it's time of the year again. All eyes are on the basketball and the start of MLB and betting on the Masters. Everyone likes to get on and on some Masters. I might have a throw a pick out for you guys here in a second on who I think could could win you some money if you're betting on a futures for the Masters thing. But in the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. And if basketball is not is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. But if you love hockey, golf, MMA, championship boxing, whatever it is, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup, and the odds are the first to show up. So as soon as one like uh, uh, NBA game ends, you already can bet on before. Actually, you can bet on like multiple games that week because they they put the the odds are always there for you. Uh, BetOnline has you covered for all nice. the odds and real time updates. Is the place for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. All right. I was looking at some master stuff, Dad. So Dustin Johnson is the favorite. He actually won the last Masters, which was not la- not a year ago. It was like a few months ago because with COVID, it played in, I think, November or something. But he is the betting favorite right now, plus 900. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Justin Thomas are next. Do you know DeChambeau is the dude that hits it 100,000 right. yards? He just smacks the hell out of the ball. 100,000 uh, yards? That could be, uh, give or could be trafficking in hyperbole, KF. I don't know. Give I don't know. That take. sounds pretty legit. 
I now this is just uh, my not non expertise when it comes to golf, but I've I was reading and hearing that there was a Dustin Johnson won last year or last Masters like with them under twenty under I think, and the Masters is going to try to make it much more difficult, a harder and faster course I think is what I was hearing. So Dad, what can you explain what that means? Does that just mean the ball is going to roll a lot on the green or what? What is that? A harder mean? and faster course is what they said. Yeah, that's what I was reading. Well, I know when the greens they're going to play on clay. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I'm going to give a good guesstimate of what that means. When the greens okay. are hard, that's I what mean, we do on the spot. It, it makes it really hard to make the ball <laughs> stick. You know, you you typically want to like hit it up high and drop it on the green so it sticks. You can't what they call bump and run it as much because it'll run off the green. If you follow what I'm saying, the ball. They're just yeah. they're smooth and yeah. hard, and the ball doesn't stick very well. So, um, so usually greens are fast and hard, are more difficult. If does okay, that make okay, sense? so that might be bad for a guy like Bryson Shambow. From what I've gathered, he's he just wants to get it on the green, but he's not necessarily the the best touch. So maybe maybe his ball will be rolling around. Maybe it'll be tough for him. I don't know. Interesting either way. I the guy I kind of like pops. He is uh, fourth on here at plus twelve hundred, and I've heard a lot of people like him. John Rom, and I want to get your take on this pops because you're the only one here that has had a kid. He just had a baby this past weekend. Yeah. Now I've there recently. There's been some stuff like Fred Van Vliet when the Raptors won the championship. He had a baby like right before the final started and Fred Van Vliet turned into Reggie Miller and never missed a three. So I don't know if that's a thing, but how do you think a brand new baby, he actually didn't show up. Usually they show up to the masters on Monday to kind of practice and warm up. He did. He showed up, I think on Wednesday, which is when we're recording this. Do you think he's a little looser, a little more free? He's not stressing and he'll play better or does having a baby, is he going to, Screw him up in the in the tournament. Well, that's a, he's just gonna be happy to be out of the house. <laughs> well, that 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 occurred to me as Kevin <laughs> was saying that LJ. Um, you know, I think, and this is completely off the dome. Um, I think in a way it may relax you because I can tell you, this is his first child, right? He just had his, his right. He and his wife had his their first kid. Um, it really makes you realize life is totally different. I mean, it's just you've got this little bitty thing that depends on you for everything. Uh, but, but in a way it's like, okay, life is so much bigger. What's the big deal about a golf tournament? So I think in a way it could maybe relax you and you just play relaxing golf is one of those things, obviously. Well, I don't know that y'all play as much, but the harder you try, the worse you do. I mean, (laughs) I mean, that's at least my excuse to why I can't play golf. Yeah. (laughs) You can't try hard. You know, you've, it's gotta be, it's, it's kind of like old 38 special. You hold on loosely, if you will, you know, and, and (laughs) so, so I guess I would say, and and I kind of like Rom actually, um, I think it might make him play a little looser, a little more free and, and, uh, maybe helping a little bit. And like LJ kind of alluded to, maybe it'll be good to get out of the house a little bit. He'll get more sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I've heard conflicting things. One, I heard this came straight from the horse's mouth. John Rom said this in an interview today where he was like, you know, typically you get here and he was like, I was a little worried because I typically get here on Monday and you know, you're, you're practicing all this stuff, but it's like, I wonder if it could help me. And he seemed like he was going with what you're saying pops where it's like, normally it's like, all I can think about from this the minute the tournament before this ends 
is masters, masters. How do I prepare mentally get yourself ready? He's like, honestly, I haven't even thought about the masters because I just had a freaking kid born. So I haven't even worried about it. So we'll just see how it goes. Then I also was thinking I could see him getting a call what Friday, Friday when he's playing there and his wife's going, you know, so what is it to make the cut? And if he's anywhere near make like missing the cut, his wife might be like, it's time for you to get your ass home. You need to miss that cut and get out of the tournament. <laughs> yeah, but if he makes the cut and happens to win the Masters, that kid is set for life by that one yeah, tournament. So, you know? yeah. so I don't know. She might tell so him play hard. I'm going, I'll say what, when what's I'm that, drafting uh, when I'm drafting players in uh, in football, fantasy football stuff, um, if I find out that a wide receiver has an expectant partner, I'm drafting them. I mean, I'm picking them. So I think it's a winner. I think okay, you always well, pick the I'm pretty couple. With, that is my pick, John Rom, to win the Masters. If you want to go a little sleeper pick, I have I have two for you: Patrick Reed at plus thirty five hundred and Cameron Smith plus four thousand. He, I think, was runner up last year, and he's plus four thousand. So when Cameron Smith wins this, if if you placed a bet on it because you heard it on the JPP pod, just go ahead and slide a couple bucks our way. You know, <laughs> we could use it because at plus four thousand odds, you'd win quite a bit. And if you lose because you picked, yeah, what yeah. what happens then, Kevin? Lose my number. Okay, <laughs> don't call okay. me. Don't, don't text right. me. It's not my fault. Gamble responsible. I'll share um, in the win. All right, let's let's get to the championship and and the final four. Let's go to college basketball. Rewind a little bit. So it was supposed to be that the game everyone was looking forward. Number one versus number two. They were one and two all year long. Gonzaga maybe one of the best teams ever. They were going for undefeated season, and then they show up championship night. And from the jump, Baylor runs them out of the gym, beats them by 16. And honestly, I don't even know if the game was that close. What's your thoughts? Let's go straight to you, Pops. Well, I I really think that that UCLA game, the the, the, uh, Saturday before, two days before, I think. The fantastic game. It sounded like it was. I unfortunately didn't get to see it. There was supposed to be a channel, a a TV with CBS on at the fish camp. There wasn't. So, Uh, damn it. uh, Because you you had a very big vested interest in UCLA, correct? You got to confirm these things Uh, before you walk uh, in. Well, I thought I had it confirmed. But. Uh, at any rate, <laughs> I, I just think that startled them. I think they uh, they they saw then that they could be beat, and maybe were worried about Baylor. And well, and I will tell you, they ran into a buzzsaw with Baylor. I, and and I do want to say this: I don't think anybody was beating Baylor. It was defense on Monday night. Baylor's Baylor is unbelievable. That Davion Mitchell, I am so impressed with him, and he was not the high scorer, but he is a shutdown guy. I think that defense, and I heard I think Rosillo and and Godleib saying it today. So I'm. I'm repeating something but it was like Baylor had six guys playing against five I mean the way they could jump out on shooters specifically Mitchell the way he moved around I mean that dude was everywhere god can could you see Mitchell's as an NFL running back oh I think he would be I don't know how tall he is but I I could see him all over the field I could see him as a safety a corner maybe the new game put him at live because he's not a small guy he's he's got he's kind of big oh wow he impressed me but but Timmer Timmer or Timmy, Vittel, Timmy. no Vitell, Vitell. I'm sorry, the uh, Mark Vitell. The uh, isn't that the guy's name for? Uh, oh, vital, 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 vital. Yeah. So I, he played his ass off. I thought this guy was a center, and he seemed to be playing more down low. He's six foot five. He is six foot five. He's playing like he's six eleven down there. What a game he had! I was. 
Yeah. You know his you know who his favorite players of Charles all time? Barkley. Yes. Yes. Yep. And he plays a Good lot choice. like Barkley. Good choice. I mean, well, he's not like Barkley, but he was sure rebounding and mixing it up and playing good D. Well, so and then I want to ask you, LJ, but it was one of those where one, Baylor was just hitting. They and we know Baylor was the number one shooting team all year. They can shoot the three. And they really hadn't done it that great in tournament. They were pretty good at hitting the three against Arkansas, but that was the best we've seen them. Jared Butler was knocking everything down. Yeah. Macy Oteague was knocking things down. Flagler was hitting things. I mean, they were just hitting threes, but where they dad mentioned the defense and then offensive rebounds early. I mean, Vital was getting so many and Hachi Hachachua, I can't I don't know his name exactly, but they just what they showed me was Timmy is a great college player, but Timmy needs to work a little bit if he's trying to go to the pros because they were stronger, bigger, faster than him, and it showed. LJ, what did you think watching the game? I mean, I thought I, I was shocked that it was just I – mean, so we kind of talked about it off air a little bit. Dad was talking about um, last week that uh, uh, the Gonzaga hadn't played a close game all year, so they might not be able to handle it. And then they come in here and play a close game against UCLA and then just get smoked. And, uh, yeah, it just, it didn't look like a good game at all. It looked like, uh, um, Baylor was just the better team. And and I'm looking at like Baylor's bracket right now. They, I mean, their defense is insane. Looking at just the scores of opponents against them. Um, I mean, it's Baylor had a great team. They deserved to win. Um, and they look good doing it. I mean, they were, they were just the better team all around. So Did the coach's and- names rhyme in this game. Um, and Drew. Scott Drew and Mark Few, yeah, and they're really good friends. Is that the first time that's ever happened in college basketball <laughs> well, history? I, I think it probably to, is. You have to get IT on that, I think. <laughs> and then IT, that's a that's a that's a big search. I, it might take IT a little longer to get get that info to us. <laughs> might be next week before we know for sure. But but some uh, let me yeah, add Mark, something you you yeah. you alluded to, Kevin. I, rebounds. I have this circled in red. Rebounds in the championship game. Total rebounds. Baylor thirty eight to 22 for Gonzaga. Offensive rebound, 16 wow. for Baylor to 5 for Gonzaga. I mean, they just wow. – they our, our guy Vital, Vital had eight offensive rebounds on his, on his own, just him. And he's 6'5". Oh, my God. I mean, that's almost my height. <laughs> I'm almost 6'5". I mean, I'm about six inches short, well. but, you know. <laughs> I was about to say almost is a relative term, but – I'm only half a foot Yeah, from I'm it, almost you know. nine foot tall. <laughs> um. I do want to get your guys' thoughts on, so Gonzaga did, I I thought what Saturday night showed me is because Gonzaga looked like one of those teams when they're playing right, I just didn't know if anybody for sure could hang with them. That's why everyone's already annoying them, the best team of the year, all year. All year, everyone was like, it's Gonzaga versus the field, Gonzaga versus the field. If nothing else, Monday showed us Baylor, just athlete for athlete, player for player, they're right there with them. I'm not saying Baylor's the much better team, but they were on Monday night. I almost, I thought... Saturday night showed me that if because UCLA played their A plus game and, and Gonzaga they were good they, it's not like they played awful they played well they just not they're normal and it showed me okay Baylor can really yeah. play with them I almost I don't do you think it showed that maybe it was a motivation for Baylor to go oh these guys are very beatable UCLA almost beat them and we're we're way better than them or or what do you think Saturday night that game had effect on Monday night because I kind of think it had a big one LJ you go first. I mean, I think, I think you're dead on. Um, I, I think that not being able to play them earlier in the year meant that they were that big unknown, but then when they finally saw them struggle for the first time, I think you're dead on. I think they like, they were, they were able to lock in to like hear a, a couple of little weaknesses that they have that nobody's been able to expose yet. 
and uh, we can we can make them work for it, and and we'll see what ends up happening. But yeah, I think I think that uh, Final Four game was the decider of the championship. Uh, I think them being close to UCLA made Baylor the team. Yeah, um, what do you think, pops? Well, I mean, I think that uh, I, I really think nobody could have beat Baylor. I'm not sure that the Lakers could have beat Baylor uh, Monday night. <laughs> I mean, I just think they were so confident. I think probably, yeah. interestingly, that what you kind of – it made me think when you were talking, LJ, is maybe Baylor being number two to Gonzaga's number one all year gave them that little extra oomph. It was like, yeah. you know, they, did, they didn't have as much to lose. Gonzaga had the perfect record. They were the number one team yeah. all year. Uh, you know, so they had more to lose. And Baylor was a mere twenty-eight and two on the year. They 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 had lost a whole two yeah. games. So, but they played with such yeah. confidence. I and, and I will say this too: when Suggs, you know, I thought Suggs got in that early foul trouble. Um, yeah. It, the first foul I thought was questionable. The second one where he reached in was an obvious call to me. Just a dumb foul. It was just a part, dumb yeah. foul. But then, honestly, I thought, and I I'm one that hates to rail against the officiating, but I thought I saw Suggs commit three more push-off fouls and the referees just didn't call it, trying to keep Suggs in the game, obviously. Um, it felt like in the second half, for as much as you, if you were upset that what they called on <laughs> Suggs early, it felt like the refs were kind of trying to keep Gonzaga in it to me in the I, second half, and Baylor was just so damn good. I, I completely agree. I thought the refs were trying to keep the game close and couldn't because they could because Baylor was just a beast. They were better basketball. They team. were a better basketball team. Yes. So on on the final four game one, I think it does have it. Grant Hill even mentioned it. He talked about and I can't. You will know this, pops. I think what was it? They played UNLV, then had to play Kentucky, or was it Kentucky? Then they had a they had a big game. They won, but then had to turn around and still play in the championship game. There was something where he was talking about at Duke, where they had a huge high, and it was hard to to still come out as hungry after such a big high. Yeah. And he's like, and we had a week to do it. Whereas Gonzaga, it was Saturday night and it wasn't just Saturday night. It was like Baylor played a game against Houston where they had Houston beat 10 minutes into the game. That game was over Mm -hmm. similar to the way it was Monday night with the Gonzaga. So they had, and that game was that started, I think at like five or four. So from 6 PM on Saturday, they were getting prepared for Gonzaga. They were off their legs. They were, already hydrating, you know, and Gonzaga, on the other hand, their game starts at nine. That thing doesn't end till midnight. And it was that crazy of a game. So now you're going to zoom call. I I'm just assuming after the press conference and you get back to your hotel, you don't just go right to sleep after that kind of game. If I'm Jalen mm-hmm. Suggs, I'm probably up till five in the morning, just how pumped I am. Yeah. And then they don't, that, so they have less than 24 hours to get ready for the actual biggest game of their life, the championship to be cemented in history. And yeah. I, then I think, you hit on it. Perfect pops all year long. I think at the beginning of this year, Scott Drew and Baylor thought we might be the best team in the country. And before COVID ended the season early last year, Baylor was on like a 15 game winning streak. They were probably going to be the number one overall seed in the tournament. And they were a great team and everybody came back. So Baylor went into this year thinking we're as good as anybody. And all they heard all year long is how Gonzaga is the best team. Gonzaga is the best team. No one's beating Gonzaga. And so they yeah. came into that game going, we're going to show y'all. Hold my beer and watch this. Gonzaga. <laughs> and that motivation is just something Gonzaga, there's no way Gonzaga can have that same hunger and motivation because they haven't been told all year how they're second fiddle. They've been praised all year about how can anybody even yeah. keep it close. So I just think there's no way they were going to be as hungry as Baylor. And Baylor just, 
was damn good. I just don't know. By the way, Pops, do you know the one team in the tournament that kept it within single digits with Baylor? Uh, would that be the Hawks, the Arkansas Razorbacks? So, so I, 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 I did kind of a little math here in science, and that proves that Arkansas is best, second best team in college basketball. In the whole thing, yeah. Don't check, yeah, don't check my math there, but it's, it's proven. It's a fact. So, Arkansas is the second best team. Yeah, it was a fun – it was still a fun game just to see those two good of teams, but I was really hoping it'd be closer. Um, Baylor was the rightful champion. I think the right team won. I think Baylor, if that game played 10 times, Baylor doesn't win 10 times, but I think Baylor would win a series if they played it seven times. They would win four out of seven. I do too. They just showed that uh, they abused – poor Timmy, which I say poor Timmy. He's a great player. And if you're a Gonzaga fan, one thing you can take out of this is Timmy's coming back. I think Timmy might be a four-year college player just because Baylor showed when you get real, real guards – and do a pick and roll and get him to switch out in space. He had no shot guarding Butler and Davion Mitchell, which yeah. who does? Who I does? Know, there's not a lot of bigs out there that but, could. Yeah. But it also affected his offense. I mean, I could just see Timmy passing up open shots, being hesitant. He wasn't that same confident guy. Exactly. It, it, his confidence was shook, and it 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 just it made all the difference. Um, I, I do. I I think I'm with you. Baylor could win a series, but I think Gonzaga could keep it competitive. I mean, it might be a. It'd have been a hell of a yeah, series. Yeah, yeah it'd have been a, a four out of seven. You know, a seven game series potentially. But 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 Baylor was good. Uh, Baylor was good. They deserve it. Best team. I don't want to be. You know, I'm 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 the youngest on this pod, so I don't want to be the old man. Get off my lawn. But Timmy, I I didn't hate his antics most of the time. I laughed at him. They're funny. When you're down 14 to Baylor in the second half and Baylor on on the on the offensive end, they're working you specifically. I'm not doing the little mustache thing after a dunk down 14 in the second half. I I just if I, I agree. Oh, did he do that's one? That's a small thing. To, I'm not like, oh, he did it. Yeah, he got a dunk. And part of me thought, okay, is this him just trying to show to his guys like still the same guy? I'm always the same guy no matter what. I maybe, but. You're down 15, and Baylor is kicking y'all's ass. It's at 15 is actually seems closer than what it really is, and they're working yeah. you specifically. I'm not doing the mustache thing. I'm not flexing. I'm not doing any of it. And he's still. So do you did. think that takes uh, him out of the pit snuggle winner? Well, let's go. Let's get into it. Uh, Mark Vital might have might have tried to wiggle his way into the the pit snuggle award. Uh, Pops, what where are you standing as of as of today? Wow, I really, honestly, I would probably go back to Crutwig because, I, I mean, here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, if I had to vote. Vital, Vital doesn't, I mean, he's not passing out of the high post. I mean, he didn't, I mean, he was a rebounder, defender, worker. Uh, there was no doubt about that. But If they had a stat, if they kept a stat for, like, just hustle, he, he'd probably lead the tournament just in just mm-hmm. playing his ass off the entire yeah. time. But, but part but of you're right snuggle, on the passing. He doesn't part do the of same snuggle, you got to have high basketball IQ, uh, uh, IQ. And I'm not sure that Vital has – I mean, he, he may, certainly, but I, I didn't see that in the other aspects of his game. So I, uh, I'm not – Vital's not our pit snuggle award winner, in my opinion. So then is it is it – LJ, what do you think? Is it between Timmy and Crutwig, or where where are we at? Who's the finalist? Well, I mean, before we name a winner, I think you've got to put it there. Um, and and I'm calling it Crutwig, but yeah, I think those are the two probably that you're looking at at the end of this tournament. So I think what it comes down to is how much do you, how much of a bump does Timmy get for getting to the final game, and how much of a an asterisk is it for Crutwig not getting to the what he didn't get to the Elite Eight now. The, what Crutwick does have in his back pocket is they still beat a one seed. So they yeah, had that moment. It's not, they, they made it through the and first week. And then I'll also say, 
Can you can you hate a Pit Snuggle Award winner? I mean, that's kind of my question. I really don't like Timmy. <laughs> he pisses me off. So can you well, hate a Pit Snuggle Award winner? Might be right. Yeah, I don't. Pops, I, mean, I don't hate Timmy at all. I didn't see that. It, had I seen what you talked about there, Kevin, I probably would have been very irritated. I don't know how I missed that because I'm like you. I don't mind a little showboating or getting excited, but if you're down by 15, you, you, let's just go back to work. You know, you can. You can do that other stuff when you're when you're ahead, maybe. But um, mm. I I would uh, Timmy's. I don't hate him, but he's he he's not my pit snoggle award winner. As a matter well, and I don't hate him either. I think we should be clear. I don't hate a 19 year old or 20 year old I've <laughs> yeah. seen on TV twice. I mean, I, whatever. But but he's a little bit more annoying than I like my pit well, snoggle award winner to be. Although it's I think it's more of a pops award. If I you know have to be honest, I'd defer to him. But Timmy Timmy, I I don't hate him, and I, at times I kind of like it, but I. He gives me very. I, I didn't watch Christian Leitner. We mentioned this. We mentioned this last <laughs> yeah. week. But I didn't watch a yeah. ton of Christian Leitner, but he gives me the vibe that everyone hated about Christian Leitner, except for even more. I think Timmy almost wants to be hated, and I don't know that. I think you're right. I think to win Pitsnog Award, you need a little bit of that. What that the reason Vital even gets mentioned is because you need a little bit of that. Just lace him up and play your ass off, but then also the 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 IQ and the offense kind of runs through even though people think there's no way it should and that is Cameron Crowick he I think he deserves I'm gonna go I'm gonna agree with well, y'all can I throw the, out one more name for us to yeah, consider yeah, yeah, I think you guys might name. be excited oh, please yeah. please I I mean I think we gotta mention JD Note I think that's first off a cool name I think when he's out on the court the offense seems to run through him he doesn't seem to have a high basketball IQ <laughs> but like he he <laughs> hustles he hustles so hard that he'll fall out of a game three minutes into the f- second half. Yeah, but, um, but that's... I don't know. I think he's worth <laughs> listening to. He's Okay, he's worth mentioning. But yes, I think the... The Crut or the the Crutwick, I'm sorry, not the Crutwick Award, the Pitsnog Award. Whoa, kind of, <laughs> it might be. Going <laughs> sorry, sorry. Rename it. You make the though. right basketball play every time is what the Pitsnoggle is. And Jay yeah, Note, I agree. While he is very important and I like him, and his his game is fun to watch. That man is shoot first, shoot second, shoot third, pass fourth. Is, is his mentality for <laughs> sure i just think it's interesting i think he's like on the list you know maybe maybe a year or two he's worth talking about i just don't want to leave him off the, the list the he, name he, is cool the name is cool and he played some ball he i don't know you know and I, I, he's got to learn a bit to be a pit snoggle player but well and i, I want to and, and typically your pit snoggle is going to be a four or five you know guy, oh sure sure typically. sure but i'm trying to open up the no, award no, no, i don't want to be true. stuck on no no discrimination dudes for the rest of the time people it's 2021 <laughs> let's open this thing up <laughs> let it up we're not we're not the oscars but i, I just before we completely <laughs> name it and, and i'm probably leaning with with what you said kev but the guys from was it northern washington the two brothers uh, yeah the brothers uh, what were yeah. their names northern yeah eastern washington the the eastern uh, washington groves the groves brothers groves yeah groves the groves brothers, brothers. Yeah, tanner groves and caleb tanner groves and something groves, yeah, yeah and uh and uh, the guy for purdue that i know he just played the one game but the big guy in the middle for purdue i really liked him travion williams or something like that. travion williams you just got to play more than but one you got to play more than one I think game the Groves so. and him are out but we got some names now for next year but I, I i don't think anyone could take away from what Crutwick is i think beating the number one is good enough for me um and he is just he exemplifies everything about it to me i agree and he not only did they beat a one but they beat a one playing through Crutwick, which is why he's in the nomination yeah. in general and that's against illinois who had maybe the best big man in the tournament in Kofi Coburn. I mean, so he, he played uh, his best game against 
the best opponent. It's hard well, and, I, I and think, the in-state team that everyone's going to compare you to all year and say, well, you're not good enough because you're not as good as Illinois. Um, and yeah, Kruk, I love Krutwig, it. Krutwig said, check out my stash and balding spot and watch this, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and he played, he played a good game. Yeah, I think so. Are I we think good? we've are reached we a consensus. I think we yeah. have. Your 2021 Pitsnoggle Award winner for the second time, Cameron Crutwig of Loyola, Chicago. Give it up for Crutwig. Pour one Round of applause for, for Cameron Crutwig. We will, we will reach out it. to our boy Cam. I don't know if he will even see it, but it would be it would be a dream come true to have Cameron Crutwig come on the podcast and accept oh my this God, award I'd love officially. It. If if any of y'all listeners have like a Twitter account, I mean, just berate him. I mean, be nice, but Get him to join yeah. us. <laughs> Be nice, but uh, by the way, you mentioned the Grove Brothers pops. I do want to throw out there they have entered the transfer portal, portal, and they have eligibility, oh. so they are going to be playing somewhere oh. else. Musselman really works school. that thing, dude. Come on to Arkansas, <laughs> baby. Well, Musselman has already got two big, big transfers out of the ACC from Pittsburgh and Miami. But yes, if I'm Musselman. Get the Grove Brothers on the line. Bring them. Let's see if they want to come spread the floor. I bet they'd love the hunting and fishing up in Arkansas. Come on, boys. <laughs> <laughs> they'd love the natural state. So I'm still holding out a dream that because if the Grove Brothers got to Arkansas, just think how awesome a tournament would be. Arkansas <laughs> makes a deep run. And they have a Pistol Award winner or award nominee. I mean, that just sounds like a dream yeah. come true for oh, you, boys. Does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, I can barely contain myself right. thinking about it. Was <laughs> is there anything else um, tournament wise, college basketball wise, anything else you wanted to you wanted to mention, pops or LJ? LJ, uh, I got a little thing actually. Uh, I got to give a shout out to the best April Fools I've gotten all year. Um, so, uh, mom and I were texting uh, about your your potential bald head before Arkansas lost. Uh, we were <laughs> we were just so pumped about it, and we just. Could not stop talking about how great it was going to be. And then we, as soon as Arkansas lost, we were both so disappointed uh, for, for, I mean, you know, we were kind of disappointed that they lost, but almost exclusively it was about your hair. And uh, <laughs> so then, you know, one morning mom texts me and she says, he did it anyway. Kevin did it anyway. And so I was like, whoa, wait, what, what did he do? What did he do? And she said, he shaved his head. And, uh, and so for the next like few hours I was so excited and then you know eventually she gave me the like hey check the date by the way um and I just that was such a good April Fool's joke I just I loved it I have to <laughs> to air it out to the world it was a good winner <laughs> and pops just to let you know on the the uh, this isn't a word but the gullibleness of of OLJ there uh we recorded the night before, the night before. April yeah. Fool's we record for for the listener out there. We record it. We have a Skype camera, so we see each other. Yeah. He saw me with a full head of hair, and then the next morning, like hours later, he was he yeah. believed that I shaved my head. I don't know what. Well, that's what I told mom. Is like I said, I saw him last night, and he hadn't even done it. Oh my god, that's so amazing. <laughs> he found an all but night barber. It's a it's a twenty four seven half and half Waffle House and barber shop, and I saw I was getting my hair cut and also getting all star special. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it was a good April. Mom was telling me about it, and I was like, "That's pretty great." She also gave me April so Fools that uh, we that and I, I work at nights, so I was sleeping during the day. She texted me and said something like, "I need your tax stuff ASAP. We have to file it in the next couple hours." 
and I <laughs> slept through it and didn't reply. And so she she said she was telling me pops that when she told LJ that uh, April Fool's, haha. I tried to get Kevin too, but he hasn't replied. Then she started over like thinking, oh shit, he's probably stressing out, thinking like <laughs> he just missed his taxes and stuff. And so she texted me and spilled the beans. So I woke up to the first and second message. I was like, ah, oh, well, that would have kind of scared me a little bit had I seen it in the original. <laughs> well, that works text. Out well. <laughs> you know, that reminds <laughs> me, your mom is a pretty good April Fool's joker because, and I think y'all have heard this before, but. Somehow or another, she like either hid or lost like all my underwear except this really yeah. tight ass <laughs> pair, <laughs> and I had to wear this tight ass pair of underwear like all day. April Fools! It was. I'm uh, telling you, not if good. someone's trying to hire a prankster, uh, you know, just ask for a resume. I'll try to get you one because uh, she's a pro. She is a pro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pops, did you have anything else uh, tournament related? I mean, I know you were really, we were all hoping for UCLA to win because it was going to be a huge dinner or a, a, a nice dinner for me and LJ and probably multiple others. But was yeah, there well, we might still get y'all a quarter pounder with cheese or something. But um, oh, please. <laughs> with cheese? No fries. <laughs> no fries. That's okay. Uh, as long as I maybe, get oh, what about a chicken sandwich? Oh, go ahead. No, yeah, <laughs> don't get into that. Um, you know, the only thing, just Baylor, you know, did it all year long. I just thought Baylor was, uh, no, I really don't have anything else to say, but accolades towards Baylor. I kind of like Scott Drew. Now, I will ask this question is because I saw his dad and brother in the stands. Is that Bryce Drew's brother? The one, well, the one, and I'm so. thinking his dad was a coach. And remember, Bryce Drew hit that game for Valparaiso. Homer Drew was his. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think you're. Yeah. I think you're right. Remember oh, that beautiful, right. like they set up this beautiful pass. And I think it was Bryce Drew hit that shot and won a game in uh, at the last second. And I think Scott is his brother, I believe. Maybe previously Bryce Drew, Bryce Drew, uh, IT got on this real quick. Previously, he served as the head coach of the Vanderbilt Commodores and in the same capacity as alma mater Valparaiso, where he had a successful run in the tournament. His father, Homer Drew, was also a successful coach, and his brother is Scott Drew. So yeah, yes, they're okay. all 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 siblings. And actually, Bryce Drew is now the coach of Grand Canyon, who made it to the tournament this year. The so the Drews. Too. The Drew Drews are doing yeah, all right. They the, are doing fine. Yeah, the Drew boys. It it was interesting. They they talked a lot about it. Well, I mean, they kind of mentioned it. Nance on his big call at the end, where he says like, "And Baylor is your." He called it the Scott Drew pulls off the greatest rebound and rebuild. And everyone talks about how this could be a movie. I don't know if people realize some of the the dark days that was the Baylor program before Drew got there. LJ, do you know the Baylor story at all? No, it was bad. It's, so just like the real quick Cliff yeah, Notes version. Super quick. They had a player who was guilty or accused, I think was charged for murdering his own teammate. But the coach mm. told the other teammates not to to cover it up because the coach had also paid that player to come to Baylor. And so he didn't want them, any of the news to come out. It's a huge it's scandal. Really weird. Jesus. And they took away basically and the crazy thing, so Scott Drew gets there and uh, multiple two players transfer out of Baylor, and it's and, and the two players that transfer when Drew got there it was a good team, but then the scandal hit, and the two players that transferred ended up going. One went to Mississippi State and won SEC Player of the Year, and the other went to Oklahoma State and won Big Twelve Player of the Year. So they had a good team, and it just completely cratered, and they were wow. bad, bad for like four or five years. And 
now here they are. Scott Drew's got them to a championship. So it it is in, it's an interesting story. But when they started talking about making a movie out, I was like, it's going to be a dark start to that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's not your Disney Channel movie. So let's let's figure it out. Yeah. Uh, moving on, I do want to get into some NFL talk. I, just a little bit of draft talk because we're kind of starting to heat up. But before we do that, your outdoor experiences could be better, pops. I don't I don't, I don't know if you've know if you know this, but I mean, how do you know about you my outdoor experiences? They might be really good. Well, you spent some time outdoors here recently. You went to fish camp, so I know you were outdoors. But your outdoor experience walker. could be better. <laughs> Not only better, but clearly better. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for the optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. I know that you might have that old pair that you keep with you and you just like that pair of sunglasses, but it's got some scratches on it. It's getting annoying. These sunglasses are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. And right now, if you use the exclusive code CanonCast15, and I do want to throw out, Canaan is not spelled how you might think it is. It's spelled K-A-E-N-O-N, K-A-E-N-O-N. And if you put CanonCast15 at Canaan.com, you will receive 15% off your first pair. That is K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15. Canaan, clearly better. I, I, I don't want to just assume that your outdoor experience was bad, Pops, but I'm just saying, with these bad boys on your on your eyes, it's just going to, it's going to, it's a game changer. Sounds game like it could be. Well, when they got blue light glasses I'm looking at, they got, I mean, they got some style. Like, these are, these are some good looking glasses. Hmm. They got what you need. I'm telling you, game changer. All right, speaking of game changers, there's going to be some drafted here soon in the NFL. And we're doing the thing, Pops, that we do every single year. Somehow, Justin Fields went from, at one point, should he be maybe over Trevor Lawrence? How good is he? Could he even, like, should you consider him for the first overall? And now there's Did anyone ever really say that? No, I, I think it I was at least opined. Yeah. So I'm not saying people okay, ever okay. actually thought he was going to go over Lawrence, but there was really I mean, I believe that, that but that's to. my own, like, bias. But it seemed <laughs> like it was a two-horse race, for sure, over who, who was the best okay, between okay, Fields okay. and Lawrence. And then... Now there's and Mac since Jones then not or... a game. Let me. I just want to tell you, LJ, what's happened since then. Not a single game has been played. They've not, have not put on the pad yeah. since then. And he's not only dropped a little bit from two. So there's some GMs who say they wouldn't anonymously, of course, wouldn't take him until the fourth round. They have him as a fourth round grade. I, why does this happen wow. every year? Where and then there's a guy like Zach Wilson who I'm not saying Zach Wilson's going to be bad, but he went from people kind of like him to now it's like a lock at number two that he goes to the Jets. It's so wild to me. It happens every year, so it shouldn't be. But guys fall and move and go up and down. And what are we basing it off of? They haven't played a single game. Why are we changing so much? What you know, did you? Pops? I, I heard that uh, Fields is one of those last one in, first one out guys, and and so I guess I'd heard that on a on a sports talk show, and I kind of wonder if that started going around. I mean, you hadn't heard anything about a gas mask Maybe. or anything like that, have you? I mean, <laughs> um, no, no, nothing like that. But but certainly if. If there's some truth to that last one in, first one out, that's not the guy you're wanting to build around. That's that's not a lottery pick, if you will. Um, you know, and maybe <laughs> like that's Moody why he dropped. Be. I'm just I don't know, but I did hear that statement, and and then I heard he's dropping. So, and it could all be 
it could all be maybe the 49ers really want him at three, and so they're just trying to make sure the Jets think he's as bad as it gets. I don't know. It just is interesting to me, and that stuff does come out. I always wonder, because it, and I'm not saying there's a racist connotation to it, but it does feel like there's been times where uh, a black quarterback is labeled as, oh, he's not as, he's he's really athletic, but he he doesn't see the game as well. But then you have a guy like, a Mac Jones where they go, oh, well, he's not as athletic, but how oh, he processes the game so fast. And it's like, are we, are we sure you're not? It's kind of like the sneaky athletic where everyone knows what we mean when we say sneaky athletic. Yeah. It means yeah, a white yeah, guy yeah. who's pretty athletic. You know, I just wonder sometimes it's worth at least knowing that that's in, that's out there and it does get thrown out sometimes labeled on black quarterbacks. And I don't know if it's right. Personally, there's talk now that he could slide and that the new England Patriots would trade up for the eight or nine pick for the Broncos, depending on if the Broncos are set on Drew Locke, LJ, we can maybe get on that. But if the Patriots get Justin Fields, I'm going to be annoyed because I think Justin Fields could work great for the Patriots. Mm. LJ, uh, what do you think? Yeah. The, I, I do want to ask your opinion on that. Broncos, what should the Broncos do at nine? If, if say, uh, a Fields or Lance drops, do you think they take a quarterback? I've seen mock drafts saying they shouldn't. What do you? Where do you stand? Well, my perspective on it is I actually still really like Drew Locke. Um, so I think the I'm, jury's I'm probably, not, it's not, it's still out on him. There's no way you yeah, can. Yeah, I think, say I, so I'm know. a little biased. And I'm, if I'm going to try to take the viewpoint that a lot of uh, Denver fans have, that Drew Locke is washed up and not worth spending our time on um, for the sake of argument, then I think you got to look at a quarterback at nine. Um, I don't know if, uh, if George Patton actually, is it George Patton? If Patton actually believes that, uh, it's hard to say what he actually thinks about Drew Locke because he changes his mind every six weeks. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think at number nine, if, if, if uh, Fields falls to it, you probably, you probably want to snatch him up. I don't know. I mean, because I, I agree. Do you, he, he I was, mean, you might be able to trade down. That's, that's one of the examples is the, the Patriots trading up, which is against their MO. They don't typically trade up. But if they were to trade up to nine and the Broncos say we're fine on quarterback, they could get maybe another first-round pick next year or an extra second round I, if they think Drew Locke's fine. I personally would be totally down with that. I mean, that's I think that's a winning option to me. But um, I think the rest of Denver would say pick up a quarterback if you get an option at a quarterback. So the Broncos intrigue me because I think and it, Drew Locke could be that guy, but I just think the group they have around every the other positions around the quarterback, I think they've done a really good job. If Drew Locke ends up being what what they hope when they picked him, or if they get a guy that is what they hope, I think the Broncos yeah. could be one of those teams that quickly go from picking in the top 10 to really at least not contenders maybe for a Super Bowl, but they'll be in the fringe for a, a playoff. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with Broncos. Obviously I know you are pretty a little bit interested vaguely. It looks like pops, the Cowboys <clears throat> end up going tackle or corner depends who falls there. I do want to ask your opinion on this pop. So the Falcons have the fourth pick. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks it's three quarterbacks going to start. It's going to be, you know, uh, what, what are we saying? Lawrence, uh, Wilson, and then either Mac Jones or Fields. We'll see. It seems like everyone thinks 49ers are going Mac Jones. Atlanta then picks four. They have Matt Ryan. Supposedly they're open to trading out of it. I just, you're, you're Atlanta shoes. They have a new coach, Arthur Smith there. What do you think you would do? Um, I, I don't think, I don't think uh, Matty Ice is done. Um, I do think he's got what is he thirty six probably uh, thirty six or something yeah you know right. but that's that's not 
that old for a quarterback, you know, in today's world. I think I think uh, he's taking care of his body. Thirty-five. Um, I, I I would want to look and see who's available, you know, and I don't know what Atlanta's needs are. They certainly seem to have good receivers. Uh, they may need alignment. They may need some defense. Um, I wouldn't necessarily take a quarterback unless the guy's there that you want, which could be Fields. Um, could be what's the guy at Brigham Young? What's his name? Tanner Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. I sure am hearing a lot about that kid uh, lately. Um, so if one of those two are available, you might have to think about it because you do want to plan, certainly. But, uh, but no, I would not feel like if I'm in Atlanta that I have to take a quarterback at four unless it is the guy. Yeah. Yeah, unless, he's, unless it's the guy I really wanted, you know, is how I would feel. I think I- – I think you're right, yeah, and I agree. 100%. I mean, it's it's the right move to be open to trading back. I'm not saying they should. Maybe they love Kyle Pitts, who everyone's saying is he's not he's the the best non quarterback in the draft. He's the tight end out of Florida that is more of a receiver than a tight end. He is run ran like a four four. Everybody's running really fast forty times because they're not doing a combine. They're doing pro days. I don't know if there's something fishy there, but it does seem like the forty times are all really fast. Uh, but I think the the Falcons should be open to it because if if you're not sold on one of those quarterbacks, I think you're right. Uh, Matt Ryan's solid, and you could potentially trade down, and that that could be one of those picks where you get two first round picks out yeah. of that, and you know, I, and you could build a roster around. And Matt Ryan, we've what Tom Brady? I forget how old he is now. Whatever, forty four. He's if the, say there's five more years of Matt Ryan. Let me build around it. I mean, maybe it's still possible Matt Ryan could win a Super Bowl. I don't think that's crazy. I don't, to say. I don't think it is either. I like Matt Ryan. He could be my quarterback. I like the guy. But either way, the draft's building up, and it's funny. We just talk about it. It's There's so much time between when the NFL season ends and the draft starts that all, all – and the NFL's such a big talking head thing where all the shows talk about it that these guys move up and down so much. I just think it's got to be a roller coaster of emotions if you're Justin Fields. You're like, wait, what did I do? How, how am I dropping? Why am I just dropping like a rock? And I've not done – I've literally not played a second. Like, I don't understand it. And that's just uh, – Yes, that is just the business. That's how it works. But it'll. I'm interested to see what happens come draft time because I think there could be one and two. It's Lawrence Wilson, and then I have no idea what happens from there on. So it'll be fun. Yep. Um, moving on, LJ, you had something. We've kind of done enough sports. You and I don't actually. It might be sports. I'm not really sure. You, it's not sports. You just told me you had you had something to say. So I, I want to hear what what you got. So I have a question for you. Um, I'm going to McDonald's and I'm asking what you want. You're just going to tell me like, I want this, uh, for breakfast. I'm getting McDonald's breakfast and you're asking me like, Hey, can you grab me a, uh, a sausage biscuit? But actually you don't want a sausage biscuit. You want the, uh, the sausage sandwich that has like a, a sweet bread. That's kind of pancakey. What do you, what do you tell me to order uh-huh. for you? McGriddle. Yeah. The McGriddle. But you, like, so one of them's a McGriddle. Yes. You're wrong. The answer is one of them is a McGriddles, and it is the worst thing. It makes me so angry. I hate the sandwich, so I don't know why I care so much, but it makes me so angry to know that it's called a McGriddles. Wait, Wait, what? What? Yeah, hang on. I don't. It is a sausage McGriddles sandwich, and so if you want a McGriddles, you get one McGriddles. There's the bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles. There's the sausage McGriddles. It's a McGriddle. There's no S on the end. That's yeah, wrong. It that makes me just... so irrationally angry. I don't like them. I never order them, so it doesn't matter to me. But I'm so angry knowing that fact now. 
Well, I'm, hmm. and I'm almost more concerned. You don't like them? I, I don't know. I yeah, think what's I not to like? I mean, I, awesome. I'm all about savory breakfast. I don't need sweet breakfast. You know, I'm, I'm more of a savory. savory guy, but that, that McGriddle is, is pretty tasty, I'm telling you. It's not bad. I mean, I just, I'd rather have a biscuit. I'd, I want a biscuit all day or a McMuffin, either way. <sighs> hmm. The McGriddle is like Ray Allen at the free throw line. I mean, you just know that is two buckets. I mean, that is just good <laughs> every time. I, I mean, I've never got a McGriddle and thought, that wasn't as good as I wanted to be. It always is exactly what I want. I, I also, while we're talking breakfast, I'm not a huge McMuffin guy. Like an egg and cheese McMuffin, eh. I can do that. I like them. a McMuffin. I like yeah. an English muffin. When you talk about a, a biscuit or a McGriddles or a muffin, <laughs> the muffin would be third in, in, uh, in that list for me. I mean, fair enough, fair enough. But, you can have that choice. But LJ... Because this is not an ad and this isn't only subject to McDonald's, I know, I don't know if it's your top, but I know you're a big fan of a toaster at Sonic. Isn't that right? Oh, I mean, that actually might be my top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, love, it, I, thought, I knew, I knew it'd be close. You know what I miss? They, they've gotten rid of, and now it's either sausage egg and cheese toaster or bacon egg and cheese toaster. The ham egg and cheese toaster from back 10 years ago, that's breakfast perfection. There's nothing better <laughs> than a Sonic money, ham, egg, and cheese toner, toaster <laughs> with uh, with uh, uh, tater tots and a Coke. I mean, that is breakfast perfection. I see. I think um, if I'm my my number one breakfast, and maybe I got this from mom, but I love a good breakfast burrito. Whew, a good breakfast yeah, burrito gets the spot ten times out of ten. Yeah. Pops, what is your go-to like fast food breakfast? Well, I tell you, Wendy's has that honey butter biscuit, and is that good? I pretty anytime I, I've I've liked a honey butter chicken biscuit anywhere I've gotten one. I think, but yeah. I mean, when you start with honey butter, I don't almost care what you put after that. Uh, I'm a fan. Whataburger has a pretty good. You've honey already butter got me interested. Yeah, I, when you say honey butter, I'm listening. I'm, I'm on. So that'd probably be my favorite. Either either at Whataburger or even uh, Wendy's right now. It's good. Should we rebrand so, ourselves as the Honey Butter Just Press Play podcast? <laughs> well, it's be careful. Just pressing any buttons after eating a honey butter chicken, any, any honey true. butter, anything is going to make for a little bit of a sticky situation. So just avoid yes, buttons for a second until you wash your hands. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I want, I don't want to say Wendy's is better than the water. The Whataburger one was the OG. That was the first time I, was, I, I had a honey butter chicken biscuit and those things are good. But every now and then you pick a Whataburger at the wrong time. And yes. they'll be skimpy oh, with the chicken on a honey fact. butter chicken biscuit. Sometimes skimpy with the honey butter too. And I'm like, no, when I come for a honey butter chicken biscuit, I want a good piece of chicken and don't, don't be delicate with the honey and the butter. Like, like <laughs> I'm not coming for a healthy breakfast. I'm coming for a honey butter chicken biscuit. My man. It's so crazy. Whataburger is like the one fast food restaurant where you almost want to get to know who's got what shift. Like you almost want yeah. to, because yes. it makes a yeah. huge difference. Uh, yeah. I've never thought it about does, that. LJ, you're dead on. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, so like lunch sandwiches. I, I guess I had one the other day, which is a little out of the ordinary for me. Uh, actually, Tammy took me on my birthday, and we went to Jason's Deli. Yeah, happy belated for all the people out thank there. You. Who didn't know yeah, thank you. Thank you. Happy twenty fifth birthday. I wasn't trying to fish for that, but thank you. Um, yeah, it was. But she took me to Jason's <laughs> Deli. And got the old manager special Good. with the old turkey muffaletta. Oh, God, the turkey muffaletta at Jason's. You've always so loved that muffaletta. Good. Oh, it's so good. It's probably my favorite lunch sandwich is that muffaletta. Whew. 
Are you a cold sandwich or hot sandwich guy, Pops? Um, either, but the muffaletta's warm, you know, so probably a hot sandwich. I, if, if I had to choose, probably a hot sandwich. Elsa, do, do you have a preference? Well, I kind of agree with the first thing Dad said where uh, we, I mean, it just a situation by situation basis. Sometimes you got to have a hot sandwich. Sometimes you got to have a cold one. I think I'd lean towards my, like, if I could only have hot or cold sandwiches for the rest of my life, I'd probably take the cold yeah. sandwiches. Hmm. Um, really? But I like a good hot sandwich. Don't get me wrong. But I'd probably lean towards a cold lunch meat sandwich. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it'd be hard pressed to find a sandwich I'm not a fan of. I'm a big sandwich connoisseur. Yeah, sandwich guy, but, true that. Uh, <laughs> love them. Like Throw a little cool cup with, of soup good, with that. Oh, oh perfect. That's meal. what comes with the manager I, I special: go, muffaletta and a little uh, seafood gumbo. Ah, yes. Oh, that's a winner. That's a winner. <laughs> Chicken dinner. But I think LJ, I'm with you. Well, I'm not with you. But if I do that same scenario where I have to have one for the rest of my life. Something about a good sandwich where the bread's toasted, the cheese is a little melty on there or something. I just like toasted bread with the sandwich. So I, that lends me to say I want a hot sandwich. So I like, I like, so, so I'm, this is interesting. I like uh, cold cheese and cold meat, but I like toasted bread. So that's what I usually make. If I could pick a hot and cold sandwich, that's my winner. Hot so bread, if you're making a sandwich else. at home, like you're making, because every now and then I'll do this if I'm at Pop's house because they have a, a little toaster oven. So I'll get real fancy and like toast my bread up and make like <laughs> a, a real deal sandwich. So if you're doing that, you're like, yeah. this isn't time to make a quick sandwich, get out the door. You have time to really make the ideal yep. sandwich. You're going to toast the bread, but then put cold meat, not not yes. warm meat and cheese. I am. Yeah. Huh. Every time. Every time. Hey, That's I'll what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you guys what. Y'all y'all need to hang out with Jed's. Uh, our boy Jed can make <laughs> a sandwich. And every sandwich of Jed's is going to have a fried egg on it. Guaranteed. Oh, oh that's <laughs> well, a fried winner. egg just sets a, sets a sandwich off. Every time. Well, and I think you guys know, I mean, another sandwich maker is uh, Hannah can make just the meanest sandwich in the world. Hannah like, can make a The mean. perfect I've drunk a, person sandwich. <laughs> I was about to say. So I've had a sandwich. I think my, my uh, taste buds may have been a tad bit skewed. So I, it's possible I need to have another one i don't know but there was a time where she made a sandwich that about 2 a.m that was possibly one of the best sandwiches i've ever had in my entire life i think we should have a cook-off between the two of them that sounds like a winner right there that would be fun (laughs) put a cracker on it or whatever the guy says we got to do that that's a deal to make a sandwich really pop off, like whatever whatever you like, if you're a mayonnaise guy, mustard or mayonnaise and mustard, or Cody McGee actually one time put told me to put some Italian dressing on it. Yes, not bad on a sandwich, but in general, throw a little bit of cracked black pepper on your sandwich after yeah, you put whatever your dude. your sauce. Oh, it yeah. really sets that sucker off. Um, I don't know how we got down a rabbit hole of, of McGriddles and sandwiches, but I'm not I'm not mad about it. Whatsoever. <laughs> this is my favorite segment of the podcast so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of favorite things on the podcast, Pops, what is your favorite thing that didn't get on the podcast? I, I hope I hadn't shared this with you before. If we talked about T-shirts before. I mean, I mean, I think that's we a have, but not, topic. not, okay. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just gonna tell not you in the capacity doing. you're going for. So I had a happy little, uh, uh, what is it? A happy little accident the other day. Like, okay. uh, oh, like, shout like out Bob boy, Ross. What's it? Bob, the Bob, Bob the Ross. Yeah. yeah. Bob Ross. So I had a happy little accident where I was just kind of looking through some t-shirts and I found a t-shirt that's like one of my very favorites that I'd forgotten yeah. about for a long yes. time. It's an yes. old sloppy Joe's Key West t-shirt. And it's so comfortable and it just fits so good. It's that thick cotton. And so like yeah. it what what's so cool about that is to find an old favorite t shirt that you've forgotten about and put it back in the rotation. Oh yeah, yes. that is so nice. Yes. 
could not agree more, but I do want to ask, and I think you kind of hinted on it, but what is it? I, Cause I have some of those shirts too. What is it that makes that, that, cause sometimes it's not necessarily a good looking shirt or, I mean, it's not bad, but just there's something about there's, there's certain shirts in your drawer that, you know, it's just like, Oh, this Saturday I'm going for comfort and this bad boy is what, I'm, what makes a perfect shirt to you pops? Well, it's got to be the thicker cotton. I like the, you know, the thick cotton that's, that's a little well-worn, um, and, and, you know, kind of fits you really pretty good, but not, you know, not tight or binding in any way or shape, form or fashion. And, and you're right. It doesn't have to be the, it can be like an old worn out rock and roll ACDC, yeah. you know, faded, whatever. It's it just, could even have a hole in the armpit or something, but sometimes those shirts are just so comfortable. They're not getting out of the rotation. Yeah, I, I, I do. I hate when I get a hole under the arm because then you raise up and you see hair and everything. It's just like, ugh. You know. <laughs> sure, but, sure, sure. but still, I won't retire a shirt just for a hole under the arm at all. But So uh, is the is the perfect 75 degree outside shirt, is it got long sleeves or short, li- short sleeves for well, a lazy day? I'm just relaxing, looking good. Oh, for 75, it would I have am short a, sleeves. I'm a fan of a good long sleeve shirt. Me too. I love a long So for 65. So what's the temperature where you bust those long sleeves out? Probably what's the 65 number? or lower. I like, I love a short sleeve shirt that, that like 53 to 65 ish range mm. ideal for that long sleeve shirt but then shorts oh yeah oh you're talking <laughs> about a good saturday long sleeve t-shirt and shorts is I, that's one of my favorite things to wear on earth absolutely <laughs> you, th- you throw a little bit of bago or cornhole whatever you call it maybe put a beer in my hand we're talking about maybe the perfect saturday i, I don't know if you top that right there oh that's good and then uh, end it, cap yeah. that sucker off with a little fire maybe Woo! we're talking oh <laughs> uh, um all right well, i think I, I i lj i have a good guess of what uh pops will be doing this sunday he might be wearing a sloppy joe's t-shirt maybe checking his eyes for cracks while jim nance is calling uh john rom to win the masters maybe on sunday. so I, I or jordan spieth i'd sure like to see i like Spieth. you know he won last week i don't know that he can win back to back is there a parlay getting, on bet online for what shirt dad's going to be wearing whether or not he's checking for cracks and who wins the 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 masters Oh, if there was, I know, I know what I, I might change three. up on the That's winner. I don't know. We'll yeah. see, but <laughs> I know what I'm doing with the shirt wise. <laughs> and I can tell you where he'll be like where I can tell you what spot of his house he'll be on. Probably exactly. GPS shirt is location to maybe, about 10 decimal points. <laughs> maybe even the blanket that is, that is over one of his legs. <laughs> I mean, and I know where buddy will be. I know where his dog you know where will, buddy be. will be. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I would hit that parlay. I would hit all those. <laughs> Oh, all right. That wraps up the pod. As always, remember, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter and make sure you are subscribed to us wherever you get your podcasts. Just type in Just Press Play Pod on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, wherever it is you get your pods. We'll be there. Just subscribe and then rate and review us. It really does help. Before we go, LJIT did get back to you. I thought we thought it might be a week or so, but you might have gotten back on what was it IT was looking up? Well, again? so what IT told me, uh, they were looking up if uh, if any head coaches in the national championship had ever had rhyming names. And uh, it was actually pretty quick to get an answer to because not many things rhyme with Shashevsky, uh, Wooden, and uh, Williams. So, no, the answer is no. No, no head coaches in the championship game have ever had rhyming names. Huh. Interesting. So, Hobson and Olsen Williams. in the first one is about as close as it gets. <laughs> Speaking of Williams, Pops, Roy Williams retired. Shout out. He's an, he's one of the OGs, one of the best coaches, I would say, of all time, right? Oh, absolutely. First ballot Hall of Fame coach. Great guy. Um, 
shout out to my buddy Eric. I thought he he was having a rough time. It was April yeah. Fool's Day when that came out. Yeah, and- <laughs> I thought it was a prank. I really thought it was a prank. But what's funny is is my buddy Eric had called me. We talked college basketball, and he was like, you know, I don't know. Roy may retire. You know, he's had, you know, it may be time. And, I mean, 30 minutes later that came out. It was it was, uh, it was was crazy. But, yes, he'll be missed. I think Hubert Davis got the Hubert job. Hubert Davis got it, yep. Which, oh, cool. Was he, how good was he back in the day? Um, I mean, he was good. I, it's been a long time. I remember him as – as better than a role player for sure you know he was uh he played i think 10 years in the pro so he must have been solid but yeah he was he he was was an above average player but i don't remember him being the stud of the team by any means um but but certainly you know north carolina likes to hire in-house in family and uh i'm glad they did that and it didn't come after musselman I'm, i'm worried about people wanting musselman and i want him to stay at arkansas for sure yeah 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 i did and and it's shouting out another pod, but there's a, a podcast you can find called The Hog Pod. If you're an Arkansas fan, they uh, talk. It was a uh, guy who used to work with Bo Mattingly. He's great, great. He talked to Eric Musselman just about Arkansas and their run. It sounds like sounds like our boy is pretty happy in favor. I think we're in good hands for a little bit, Pops. He seems to be real happy where he's at. And I know Arkansas is really happy with him. I'll tell so. you what, if, if you haven't been to Fayetteville, Arkansas, go spend a little time there. You'll like it, too. It is a cool place. It really it's is. It's not bad, yeah. Not bad. All right, that'll do it. Now next week, I'm sure we'll talk maybe a little bit recapping the Masters. If if one of a, if we're right on some of these picks, maybe if we're wrong, we might not even we might not even acknowledge the Masters happened. Who knows? <laughs> and then other than that, I mean, there might be a little NFL news, but it's going to get a little wonky. It could there could be some stories or some, well, we're some different topics that we don't usually touch stuff. on. We might get into the you weeds, know, so it could be I mean, fun. Make I sure was just reading subscribe. a study on the viability of uh, lab-created meat versus uh, uh, naturally grown meat. And so, you know, we could go anywhere with, you know, the next couple of and weeks. And I was just reading a study how scientists are saying that we might should block the sun. I, I need to get past the headline yeah, we, because I'm confused <laughs> on what that even means. But it wow. could get weird next week. It could get weird. <laughs> Er. So make sure you're make sure yeah er make sure you're staying with us. You can find us uh, on Facebook or Twitter or subscribe wherever you're at, and we will have you a new pod next week. God, peace out. Peace. Peace. You have proved that you fight well. Now you can join us. Pops, aren't you in the middle of reading something? Didn't you say you found you stumbled across something? We we're talking about masters. Yes, uh, uh, my buddy Doug Wheat, who's a friend of the show, had texted me just before the show. Big head, Doug. Big head, right? Doug. Yeah. Big head, Doug. <laughs> texted me just before the show that one of our favorite authors, in fact, uh, an author that he got me a book signed that is in the possession of someone on the show right now, Kevin. Wright Thompson, W-R-I-G-H-T, Wright Thompson is a very, very good long story writer. There's a long form, long form, long form writer. He really is just, I love the way he writes. I just finished a book that he wrote
Jerry Jones had his yes. little quote where sometimes the, the, oh. the don't start effing the sheep or whatever. I can't remember what he said, but yeah. They, not only do they get awesome clothes from people, but they just get right at the same time. It's just good stuff. So I really like them. I just looked up that a bottle of 23 year old Pappy Van Winkle is. LJ, can you guess? Do you know? No clue. No, I know.